Hello, everyone. We're going to chat about how do you stay the course. Stay the course is one of our key phrases at Be One of the 10,000 because it is such a hard thing to do. Staying the course in a world that has so many things bombarding us on our phones, in our life, with our kids, and our families. And if we don't have processes, it's very easy to fall off course. So that goes straight into what does your daily process look like? We've talked about in the past few podcasts about having processes that, that keep you in line. And break that down even further, you have to have habits that help you keep those processes in line. Those little things that you do every single day, the little things that keep you on track. And the funny thing about that is those little things don't immediately give us a payback. So that's why I think that they're so easy to forget and not do. Because if you do them, nothing changes, at least that day. If you don't do them, nothing changes. There's no immediate repercussion or reward for that matter. So if you are kind of teeter-tottering, per se, on what should I do today, you're like, oh, I can just do that tomorrow. Well, then that's a habit that you get uh, in the groove of doing. And before you know it, those little things add up and now you're behind schedule. We've all done it. We've all procrastinated and then had a paper due in three hours or a piece of homework that, you know, is going to take two hours and it's due in one. And then as we grow up in life, then we do it at work. And, you know, you have a report that your boss asks you to do or an appointment that you need to be ready for. And you procrastinated and now you uh, it's go time and you're not ready. So taking those little habits and flipping them to work for you is kind of important. There have been so many books written on this subject and so many people that talk on it, but it just doesn't seem to get through to our brains. Um, the Slight Edge, great book that talks about, you know, if you pick the penny up. Let's think about it. If you pick a penny up, does it matter to you today? Heck no. But if you pick a penny up three times a day, every day for the next 15 years, yeah, it matters. Same goes in Atomic Habits, another great book. And I love the idea that they use the analogy of a volcano. Uh, does a volcano just erupt? No, it's got a million little things that are happening for years sometimes, or most of the time, before the final uh, thing that everybody sees, which is the actual explosion. The same thing goes in business and life. It's those little things that we do daily that gives us the results whether that be positive or negative. So really the choice is yours. And we do that when we are on a weight loss, when we choose what to eat, when we want to change a habit in our life. If we don't do the little things, those things are never going to change. And that goes in line too with, you know, what the heck we want to have these goals that are amazing in business but if you don't change those little habits, how are you ever going to get there? 
And I remember doing this now that I think about it and have the the brain power and the information that I didn't have 10 years ago. There was a lot of times that I did set goals. And I just, I don't know, thought they were going to happen by osmosis. So when you're thinking about some of the goals that you're working on, at, you know, in your home, in your life, and in business, do you have the action steps and the habits and the processes that are going to help you get there? If you don't have the action steps that help you create the habits that run the process, you won't get to those goals. So break it down. What processes, habits, and action steps can you put into place today that will help you get to your goals that you're sitting there looking at every morning on your vision board or on your mirror or on your board at work? That's where the, the information matters. You can set all the goals you want, but if we don't have the processes and habits, then we're going to always be chasing something that we can't get to. Every time you create a new goal, you're actually creating a new version of yourself to get there. Because if it's a new goal that you've never been to and you've never been able to achieve, then you're requiring yourself to grow in a way that you're requiring a, a better, more efficient, more capable version of you. And that's what it's really about. But that process is so, so hard. I was just talking to a friend today. We're both kind of in, in this growth stage in our current business. And I looked at her and I said, man, why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> because it, the feeling and that growth and the tug and pull that it, it does to you is so difficult because you have to look in the mirror and work on you. What processes do you not have? What what things in your business could be done better? What can you do better? And when you're in a business, you have to constantly be asking those questions to push yourself to the next level. Now, I'm going to be the first to say, don't get me wrong. There's been plenty of times that I've plateaued and I just sat there because, you know, whatever I mountain I just climbed to get to that plateau was so big you you almost need that time and that break to get comfortable where you're at, get used to it, maybe recover, you know, from what you just went through, and then kind of reevaluate. And over time, those plateaus get smaller and you get better at it because it's like a muscle. You know, as you're working, if you're playing sports and, and you're lifting weights, that 200 pounds doesn't seem so heavy after the second or third week, you know, and then you bounce up to 225 or whatever it might be. Same goes for those muscles of learning to, to take growth as part of the business plan that you're doing and be okay with it. Growth is part of the process. It's going to happen. You're going to learn. You're going to stretch. It's going to be uncomfortable. But the better uh, we do with that and the more we put that into the plan of, of what's going to happen, then the easier it becomes. And just like the muscle, the more we do it, uh, the less uncomfortable we are and the better we get at it and the better we rebound from the work that we put in. But what about those rough days. What about those days where it just doesn't make sense? Why do we do this? 
you know, I've, I've pointed out that I sell real estate just a couple weeks ago. I just, I was defeated because we have a shortage of listings in our area. And I had a list of like six or seven that I was going to go to appointments and list in the next week. And in the matter of 24 hours, I had three of them cancel on me. So my massive list of awesomeness just went from, you know, six down to three or whatever it was. And my list wasn't so awesome. And I was so defeated because I had expectations. I had put in the work. I had done the habits. I had, I had the processes and, you know, something just went haywire that week. Where do we find it within ourselves in those times where we just don't understand what's going on or why these things are happening and we have a bunch of negative things happening at the same time? You have to somehow find a way to be your biggest fan and rebound from that and keep going. A major step is making sure you've got people around you that can help people that understand what you're doing, people that have been where you're at and can guide you and say, look, I've been there. I get it. You need to keep going. Or I've been there. This is what I did. So you can learn from them, take that information, but more or less know that you're not alone and, and have them help you keep your mindset where it should be, because it's real easy to go on a spiral of, I can't do this. I'm no good. I'm, uh, I'm not going to make it. And one of my favorite questions, one of my go-to friends asked me every single time this happens is real simple. It's a three word question. When I start spiraling or when I have a bad day or, and I start telling her there's things she says to me, is that true? The answer is almost always no. None of these things are true. But we, uh, you know, I don't know if men do it, but as women, we have this tendency that as soon as things don't go our way or it becomes difficult, we start telling ourselves all these stories. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You're not capable. You don't have the tools. You don't know what you're doing. Somebody else can do it better. And, and it's not comical and I'm not laughing, but I'm just laughing at myself because I know I've done this so many times. And, and luckily having those people around me and surrounding myself with the correct people has helped me get out of that funk pretty quick. But you have to grow the tools in your tool belt of life to be able to help yourself do it as well. Because there's not always going to be somebody else there. And that is very difficult to do. You have to become almost so obsessed with your mission and your purpose and what you're doing that nothing gets you off course, including yourself. Because then the secondary part to that is sometimes it's not even the exterior environment and what's going on in the world. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes you are the biggest problem in your own business. I don't know how many women I've coached and they don't even realize at first that they are self-sabotaging the, the very goals they're trying to get to because either they're scared of, of the unknown they're scared of actually getting to their goals because then once you do it, then what? 
scared of maybe it will work out, then what? I mean, literally any scenario you think of, we as women find a way to use it to stop us from moving forward. And on the days that we feel powerful and we feel in coherence with our our heart and our mind and we're just rolling, those are so fantastic and we get stuff done. But then you have the flip side. Nobody likes to talk about the flip side. The days that are rough. The days that we have to remember that, you know, our playing small does not serve the world. Thank you, Marianne Williamson, for that quote. We could play small. It's so easy to do. But that is not what we were put on this earth to do. The good Lord made me to love and serve others and as many people as I possibly could. And the daily reminder that playing small, if I choose to take that route, I am not living to my fullest potential. Maybe I have a bad day. Maybe things don't go right. Maybe everything's going wrong. But I'm still going to find something to be grateful for because that's what we have to do. We can change the world, and I don't want to sound cliche, but we have the abilities in us to do amazing things. And if we just have ideas, but we just let it stay an idea, and we don't try, and we don't go for it, and we don't experiment, and guess what? If we don't fail, then we can't try again And we can't do even better and we can't go even further because if we just stop and we keep that as idea as an idea and we do not follow through, then we don't get to change the world. And I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can change the world, whether it be a small change to the person that you saw today, a large change in your small town, or a large change nationwide. Just because something's been done a certain way and it hasn't been done by someone like you doesn't mean that you can't. One of my favorite movies I watched with my 12-year-old daughter the other day was Hidden Figures. Taken place, I believe, in the 60s by a, a group of women that worked for NASA. Fantastic movie. And when my daughter looked at me after the movie, she said, I can do whatever I want. And I looked back at her and I said, yes, you can. I will never stop someone from a large dream. But what I will say is make sure you process it properly. Meaning you get those processes in place. You do the little things. You create the habits. And then you follow through day after day after day, like the book says, penny after penny after penny, because over time, a wishing well doesn't get full on one day. A wishing well gets full because of the large amount of time that it sits there and it's patient and it allows things to happen. And day after day, hour after hour, people throw coins in that wishing well. Similar to your life and your business, if you continue to put coins in your quote-unquote wishing well, sooner or later you're going to turn around and say, oh my goodness, my wishing well is full. 
The hardest part about that is staying the course, like we talked about in the beginning. The hardest part is staying the course on days that are hard and on days where you throw your coin into that said wishing well and nothing happens. Your wishing well isn't going to get full in a day. So I say to you today, surround yourself with the correct people. Get the action steps. Become obsessed. Create the habits and the processes. And please, please stay the course and fill your wishing well. Good luck.